0: Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer, and today my special guest is Jerry Yu. Jerry is a physical therapist. He's been in practice for 20 plus years, maybe as long as me, um, but I haven't been a PT that long. Uh, but the cool thing about Jerry is um, not only is he an awesome person to hang out with, um, but he let me know he recently acquired another practice. And I was like, instead of expanding by building his own, I was like, oh, we got to talk about that. So, jerry thank you so much for being on the show um it's great to
1: have you a lot aaron really uh, a pleasure to be on the show thanks
0: yeah awesome man so um when did you graduate from pt school
1: oh my gosh the dark ages uh we're going back to 2001. (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah
0: nice yeah i graduated uh my massage program in 99 and started my business like right then oh but, man, that's yeah <laughs> so i was thinking like someone said the other day it's like oh you've been in business like 15 i was like no i haven't like <laughs> clinic i was like the clinic here yeah we started the clinic and uh i started the pt clinic in february 2000 and when was it 2009 was when we started on oh pt yeah. practice yeah that's so bad. which has <laughs> been a while so yeah, um it's yeah. awesome yeah dude um so you own a uh so tell us about your like your business you own um next level physio in uh in new jersey yeah is that the business you've had for
1: 20 years no actually i was uh funny i was um after columbia um, i got my dpt at rutgers Mm -hmm. and along the way i actually worked in uh, pediatrics i was a uh, board scholar so i worked for the new york city department department of education uh, working with kids with disabilities and it was a great experience from there, um, I got involved in private practice, which is really where my passion was. And mm-hmm. after a number of years, uh, I worked for about 10 years with a partner. Uh, we kind of went our separate ways and I decided to open up Next Level. Um, so now it's our sixth year of being okay. open. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And so prior to that, so you had a business partner, were you guys just two owners of the business? Two
1: owners, yeah, exactly.
0: Did How you... long did you do that?
1: That was 10 years. Um, okay. And it's funny because i would say that uh having a partner is uh, can be challenging especially if you right. guys don't see eye to eye a lot but um in the end i think it was the best that we kind of went our separate ways
0: yeah now did he maintain ownership of the business or did you guys dissolve it how'd that work
1: uh he's still in practice okay. uh actually in jersey so uh, yeah the business is okay. still existing currently wow, wow. <laughs> awesome
0: you know so i and i got a lot of other things i want to ask you about but this sure. is something that even i went through where i was before my consulting business kind of took off, I had there was another person here in town who we were starting to teach like uh, hands-on techniques to other physical therapists. You know, he is a massage therapist and acupuncturist, and I'm a massage therapist and PT. And a lot of PTs don't have the skills that we had, and so we we're and, and he's also uh, did dry needling. And so we were yeah. we were teaching people, but we didn't have we ended that after two years. We didn't we ended the relationship because we didn't have the same kind of vision and and timeline and you know there was clearly a lack yeah. of communication and it was good that we ended yeah. it before too long but can you talk about like what were some of, like looking back what are some of the things like there's a lot of people out there say oh i should get a partner for this you know what are the reasons that it worked out and what are the reasons that you would just kind of share with people to to avoid
1: I think that um if I were to really kind of think about that experience. Uh, by the way, it was a great learning experience. Um I do wish my partner well. Mm-hmm. Uh we just uh, had different ways of communicating that mm-hmm. were not aligned and we had uh, different I would say values as far as um time. Yeah. And so, uh it got to a point where I felt like um things were a little bit imbalanced, if you will. And mm-hmm. so I always tell people who think about partnerships, you got to really be careful. You got to really know your partner. Uh, you really got to think about the core values of what you both live by. And right. if these things just start to either shift or don't align anymore, it really is time to move on because it can end pretty sour if you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a um, audiobook last week. What's it called? Ro- like Rocket Fuel by Gino oh. Wickman. You yeah, know that? Was, yeah. Track Live Retractions. Fabulous yeah. Fabulous book. Yeah. Yeah. I have traction, haven't read it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll listen good. to one of them. So I listened, started listening <laughs> to Rocket Fuel. Um, and, and they talk about visionaries and integrators, right? Yeah. Do you like, can you explain like what your understanding of those two are? And are you, were were you guys both visionaries or both integrators? How did, you know, was there friction in that? because uh, I think my
1: partner would have thought that he would say that he's a visionary and I would say that too. Um, yeah. What I didn't realize about myself at the time was because I was busy implementing how much of a visionary I was as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, being involved in a role like an implementer, which I, I did well, uh, but one where it wasn't really my, my true nature, if you will. Right. Right. Um, I think that's where some of the conflict also came. Uh, but yeah. leaving that partnership, I realized that having the vision, being the driver of your business, i um, seeing what other people can't see on the bigger forefront of like, Hey, this is how we have to go. This is where we have to pivot. Seeing those bigger picture items mm-hmm. is really what a visionary I think does the mm-hmm. implementer, like my uh, business manager, Yvonne and uh, James, my ops manager. Uh, they are the guy, they are the people who are implementing every single day. So whatever's going on behind the front desk, what's going on in the practice, even with our PTs, uh, yeah. they have a really good sense of what has to get done for things to be successful.
0: Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I think like, when I was listening to the book, was, there's like these checklists, it's like, you're a visionary if, and I was like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, oh, you're yes, definitely visionary. yes. <laughs> <Visionary>. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you know, a couple of them were, you know, you see problems other people don't. Yes,
1: exactly. And you see opportunities other yeah. people don't yeah. either. Yeah. yeah, like
0: solutions to problems other people don't, opportunities people don't. And it's just like, I was like, dude, that's me in a nutshell. But I mean, then i met you
1: i thought you were visionary off the bat <laughs> <no>
0: question, so. <laughs> awesome thanks you know yeah. i think what were some of the other ones were like it was more like uh i think i can't remember the other like traits or questions but i think one of the things is 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 like you have a vision and you know what you want you might not know how big it can be yeah or but you you kind of like you know i need to do this but you're not as good as the day to day, like management of people and communication yeah. with people. Like I'm very, as much of a good communicator as I am, maybe through social media and video podcasts, it's very difficult for me to communicate what I want to have happen to my employees, mm. right? But yeah. the integrator is the person that I should be able to
1: say, hey, this is what I wanna have happen. The integrator goes and communicates to people and everyone goes, oh yeah, exactly. great, this is perfect. Right, or they may right? take, the take what you're saying and say, okay, well, let's put it into this action plan. And break it down like, yeah, that's exactly what i meant mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of those kinds of things yeah it's like oh yeah that's what i was talking
0: about it's like that person <laughs> that can read your mind exactly yeah there was a, another book that i read and it's um it was i can't remember the name of it, but it was it was uh being a hunter in a farmer's world and I like that um and and it's like with like a lot especially people with add is like uh for, like like it's like you go and like you destroy the field and you need people to come and clean up after you. Um, But this is talking about hunters are people that are migratory. They, they can't sit still for a long time. They need to go and find something new. And the farmers are the people that are are patient and they're going to sit and wait and watch the field, watch the seeds grow all the way to the end. And they're going to do that over and over year after year. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. True. You know, it's funny because, um, uh, when I took that visionary, uh, interior test, um, I actually scored fairly similar like the, the difference wasn't that but great so mm-hmm. then i really that's probably wild was able to integrate well uh, previously yeah. do you think and, you learned
0: to be an integrator do you think you learned to be an integrator because of the role you had or do you think
1: question. you're a little of both you know i think i was actually a little of both to begin with but i actually suppressed my own visionary um switch if you will because i just relied on my uh, past partner to have yeah. that but when i left and then had the time to really think and reflect and and really kind Of expand my mind, yeah, um, and also getting a great coaching for people like you, and also from, from uh, Paul Go, I realized that that was a big part of me that I had suppressed, and I had now when, once I unleashed that, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is uh, this is who I am. This is really yeah. about um, this is more about who I am as a person,
0: yeah. What's changed for you
1: since that? Um, since uh, since the practice, yeah, since
0: like, like what's changed for you, like mindset, like is there something specific, like? Yeah. Did, you know, did, did your business do something different than you were able to do or just like a, a mindset or even like, you know, like what's changed for you since you had that realization that like I am a visionary and I can now do X.
1: So many things. I mean, literally you know, walk down the street or have conversations with people and be like, you know, what that's something we need to put into our practice mm-hmm. or even just sometimes scrolling through social media or um, even through different emails I get from different things like, oh, wait, I wonder how that would actually integrate into what we do. And so a lot of the stuff, like maybe I'll present 10 ideas and one of them will actually work, right. but being the person who's driving the ideas and saying this would actually be a great thing for us. And um, having that mindset actually has been, for yeah. me, the big change. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, one of the other questions is, you have a million ideas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have a million ideas. Absolutely, um, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, for the last six years, you've owned Go Next Level Physio. Yeah. You guys are, um, are you guys, I think you guys are some in network, probably 20, 30% cash and what's your in network, out of network cash mix? How does that set up just we're, so everyone has context
1: around it? Yeah, we're about 35% cash based now and we are about 65 to 70% out um, at, of um, at network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we are actually making a, a hard pivot towards going fully cash based because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're looking and I guess part of the vision, everything, right? Looking at the the future of healthcare, looking at how the trends are in, in our industry, it yeah. seems like it's either going to be in network or cash based at some point. Yeah. And so I figured that I don't want to be in network. So let's just do all that we can to convert what we have and de-risk our business and become more cash based. Yeah.
0: What what specific things are you guys doing? And well, you guys have a you have some you have a bunch of other staff members. You have a couple physios and yeah. uh, admin support and stuff
1: like that. Correct. We have, yeah. um, see five full-time DPTs. Um, and they're, it, it's funny because, uh, um, uh, the funny story about our staff is we either have, uh, all of our st- uh, PTs are other students or former students of mine uh-huh. and our staff are either past patients or friends of past patients. So we're very yeah. <laughs> sort of tight knit in who we know and who we let into the club, if you will.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, How do you get them to buy into charging cash? Like how, because I know a lot of people like my staff won't even like, didn't believe this is, you know, something they should be doing. Like, how how have you been able to do that?
1: It started with me first, also understanding my values at PT and at the practice and what services we provide. And that was the biggest mind shift I would say, Aaron, that happened probably about three or four years ago. And implementing that was a little challenging because, you know, we're going from, I don't know, $25, $30 co-pays all the way to now two twenty five dollars a visit. And um, it was hard to help my staff at the time also see that as well about mm-hmm. themselves. So I think that that self-belief came, that was probably the biggest, um, uh, I guess, change, and also for our management team. And then realizing that, oh my God, we, people are actually paying for this. <laughs> you know, it's funny, <laughs> wait, I, I actually matter, you know, I actually am worth something. And um, I think that has uh, given a lot of confidence to our existing staff and mm-hmm. uh, the people actually we've required as well um, their team also realized the big value of just charging cash yeah and so um, altogether uh, it's been a concerted effort to move in that direction
0: yeah that's great um let's see so you've got five physios staff but you're not treating patients and uh yeah I'm right? seeing a couple in North Carolina just okay. sort of
1: like in my garage if you will so. yeah yeah
0: okay cool and you but you don't live so you practice in New Jersey and you yeah. moved to North Carolina it, Kind of during the pandemic or begin right before, right? Right
1: in the smack, right smack right in, the in the middle, middle of it. Which yeah, is, it was not planned that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, Why'd you move down here? Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I've always and my wife, uh, she knows this. Uh, I've always wanted to move to where it was uh, not only warmer, but also yeah. where there was an opportunity for us as uh, as a business. Mm-hmm. And North Carolina, with its direct access, as you as you're very well aware of. Uh, a lot more autonomy, Uh, dry nailing was a a good tool for us to use in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to take that back down here. And it just seemed like a place where I wanted to raise my family as well. And uh, so all those things uh, really came into play when we made the decision to come down.
0: Awesome, awesome. How many kids do you have?
1: Two, two girls. Nice, nice. My older one is a junior, my little one is a freshman. So uh, we just started our college tours yeah. Uh, this week. So cool.
0: Did you have you guys picked Duke or UNC as fans since you've been down here yet?
1: Um I, I'm gonna say uh, UNC because the tuition is more favorable. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I mean they're both schools, <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Um so uh the question is, is your clinic still running and you're not there? Yeah. How how are you making that work?
1: I you know, that's it's funny because uh when I talk to a lot of friends or people I've just met, they're like, wait a minute, so you have a uh, two businesses in New Jersey mm-hmm. and North Carolina. And I have to say that um, had I not had the support of our leadership team and our core team and um, yeah. also supporting them while I'm down here, you know, saying, listen, you know, we're we're in this together. We want to make this work. Um, I can function better for the business as a CEO founder if I can have the time to think about things and really plan mm-hmm. ahead. And that has really paid off, I think, for the business and making some very key hires in the past year or two for sure has really helped make this uh, a more um, uh, successful endeavor, if you will. Yeah. Who's
0: the key hire, like what, who's the key hire or like what's the role, I guess is more important. Um, I would say
1: business manager and operations are the two biggest roles. Mm -hmm. And then having a a clinic director to manage a clinical team, also very Uh, curable. You gotta have the right people to be able to uh, maintain that sort of level of um, excellence clinically. Make sure people are on track, people are staying um ahead if you will Mm -hmm. yeah for sure
0: how'd you know they were the right people
1: it's funny uh so as i said the hires we've had have been past past students Mm -hmm. and making sure that uh, we have basically six c's for hiring people so are they coachable Um, are they committed Um, do they have conviction Uh, how do they communicate and receive communication Uh, do they collaborate and do they like being part of community and when they check off all those boxes and we spend our time during the affiliations aaron to mm-hmm. really vet our our students so that we can see if you with know, somebody we want to hire uh, that actually gives us a lot more confidence to say that this person would re- do really well with our other team members and with the vision that we have and the direction we're going as a company yeah
0: dude that's awesome so you have like dpt students come do like a clinical rotation yep. with you guys um mm-hmm. and then from there you're hire you end up hiring them if they feel like a good fit
1: exactly what the timing works out too I mean, yeah. sometimes you know whatever but um the thing is uh it's we use after we sort of like vet them out during the uh interview process we also use that affiliation as like the testing grounds so right what do they really like with clients you know yeah. what do they really yeah. like with our staff members <clears throat> are they showing an ego that kind of stuff and it becomes very easy after eight to ten weeks of an going like yeah, yeah. the right fit yeah So,
0: do you get to interview them before you say yes to the school like
1: for the person uh, how does that work we, yeah we make it mandatory we say yeah. listen we're, we're a high-level clinic and we have cash paying clients so we have to make sure that the student is the right fit for our culture mm-hmm. and I make yeah. it very clear to the people in charge um, at schools yeah and so we meet them uh we actually do a practical exam and we do a uh, a written exam for them as well to make sure that their knowledge is on on par yeah, And if they pass those things, then they're on board for the affiliation. Dude, that's
0: awesome. Where yeah. I went to school at Elon, that was not a possibility. Like oh. we just got placed, you know? And yeah. so my view is that like, I'm like, no one's gonna <laughs> no one's gonna say yes to my requirements. You know, like, <laughs> let me interview you, see how good yeah. you are, you know, right. you know, and pick and choose, you know, yeah, so exactly. yeah, no, that's good to know. It kind of, that kind of opens my eyes. I mean, I just kind of shut off to that. I was like, <laughs> Like I could never bring someone on who's just placed here randomly. Like it's not going to Exactly. So, um, awesome. So, um, you've got students, uh, treating some cash paying clients. Are they doing that on their own?
1: Uh, we have some students who, so we, uh, we're very careful and strategic about how we, um, have our, uh, students work with clients because Mm -hmm. they are paying cash. And so what we first do is before they start the refill, let's just say, for example, their affiliation starts in September. Uh, We make it mandatory. They have to come in August and work as sort of like a coach aide, if you will, for about a month. Mm -hmm. And that allows a lot of people to get that familiarity with that student. And they get to see, like, oh, this guy, you know, this gal really knows what he or she is talking about. And so once they transition to become a student, it's a lot easier for those clients to want to work with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: No, that totally makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So. Yeah. The biggest compliment we got was, uh, yeah. one of our students, uh, even though he said he's a student with uh, what, some of the patients would say, I didn't know that you were a student, you know, that's <laughs> the level that we hire. So, uh, yeah. but, wow, this is surprising though.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I got that, but you know, I had already been treating patients for six years, you know, exactly. So you already had that basis coming in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Which is a total advantage for me. I was one of the few people that got a stipend for my final oh, clinical cool. rotation. That was six months. <clears throat> I got help with, uh, the rent and yeah. i got a and i got a free, free place to rent and i got a stipend you know oh my gosh
1: that's actually the yeah. next level we want to get to as well so i'm glad you mentioned that it reminded me we want to go that route too for yeah students. yeah
0: alan that was alan ling i interviewed him about five episodes ago oh, he's a cool. great guy like if you if you if you want me to connect to you i can oh, yes yeah. what he, he doesn't do that anymore um, I think I was one of the, I think I was maybe the first and last, I mean, he was like, I'll do it for you. Cause I, we met at PPS and he was like, yeah. I gotta have this guy at my, company. <laughs> That's great. um, but, uh, but you know, San Francisco is like, in, in, maybe in Northern New Jersey is like this, I could move out there, but I can't find a place to live yeah it's expensive it's right expensive. so yeah. he had like a rental apartment and instead of renting it out uh to uh regular people he rented it out to the students and he's oh, always so. got students coming through yeah. his um his clinic oh, so great. and and they work for him too so it's a I think it's a it uh, sounds I, like it's a great yeah. model um Absolutely. I didn't yeah. work for him though <laughs> <laughs> you went <on> your own. <laughs> he offered me a, he offered me a sweet job you know Really? yeah um, <laughs> manager at a second location like one hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars a year and oh God, and massive. help and help buying a house you know oh my and i turned him down, turn down. <laughs> i know he said um he said aaron i'm gonna make you an offer that's gonna be really hard for you to turn down but you probably will turn it down and i was like you're yeah, probably that's I knew, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um so i think uh one of the last times we chatted we sat down we you came here to greensboro in the summer in that window of time where we could like sit in the sit in the boardroom together exactly and we kind of built out like a like a long-term like game plan for you for growing your business and scaling to multiple locations and yeah can you just um like well where like what did we plan out And where are you now? And I know a couple things if like, we looked at like, how do we add all to their locations? But um, I wanna get to like, how you acquired another clinic. But like, can you talk about like, where you've been for the last six years and where you wanna, where you're aiming to go now?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, It's funny, when I uh, sat down with you that day, the plan was, um, actually, it's funny, before we even did that, uh, I I was actually at a point where I was like, maybe this is a good time to sell. Yeah. Because I was uh, feeling sort of like tired from having been in practice for so many years and, um, finally getting a little uh, um, R&R, if you will, relative R&R anyway, to just kind of think about the rest of my time here on earth, if you will, um, I thought about, you know, what do I really want to make this about for the next 10, 15, 20 years while, I still, while I'm still working and stuff? And I decided that, you know what, I think what's really lacking in our profession is um, a legacy where we have our DPTs really giving, giving the opportunity to be successful in a way that they can be supported along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, you know, if I were to expand, say, to five or 10 clinics in the next five, 10 years, uh, we would be able to put, you know, select the right people who had the potential to become a director and manage their own satellite location on our next level and have the success to go along with it. They sh- I really believe firmly that every DPT should be paid, should be a six-figure, mm-hmm. uh, have six-figure salary or, or earning six figures. And I wanted to make that happen if we could by having the right, um, satellites and people in place to make that happen as well. Yeah. And so uh, when I first did, we had talked about the game plan about uh, I was thinking five and five years. And so I was thinking, OK, so I have the one in Jersey, um, you know, I'll, I'm probably going to open up one in North Carolina at some point soon. And then I thought that this might be a good opportunity for having one of our um, main guys, actually my original hire mm-hmm. and Wake, to want to come on down to North Carolina. So we started game playing that a little bit and um, we are now putting him through a coaching program to be able to be successful in that role. So uh, that's kind of where we were. And along the way, all of a sudden, because we're looking for somebody to replace his position, yeah, um, a, uh, I would say the main PT at uh, the location that we actually ended up acquiring uh, was looking for a position. Uh, we had put out a job ad on our Facebook and stuff like that. And I guess he had, a, he had uh, answered the ad. And I was like, oh, cause I knew the seller very well. Very, yeah. was
0: he the owner or he's just like the top PT, like the their top, manager. Yeah. Was an yeah. PT
1: there. Um, yeah. and the owners, uh, great people know them very well, uh, highly respected. And so I was kind of taken aback, taken aback by that. And I was like, well, this is gonna be a little awkward. So we actually ended up, um, I, I think there was an offer made to, uh, this person. Mm-hmm. And then the, the sellers, uh, of the practice, my, um, colleagues, they're they called me and I was like, this is gonna be awkward and so i said hey letting you know we didn't approach anybody we just like, no 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 no. that's not what it's about uh we'd like to know if you want to consider maybe an acquisition uh-huh. and i was like i i didn't plan for it i didn't budget for it and yeah. i had to really think about it but uh when they presented sort of the opportunity what they were what, had, what they had going on it was something for me to really consider and that was sort of like the why that i had yeah. to why i wanted to acquire it's like you know i really want to learn more about this and even if the deal doesn't actually Materialize having that knowledge of if I want to acquire a practice mm-hmm. or if I wanted to be acquired one day, this would be a great learning, learning yeah. experience. For me.
0: So you're trying to hire a new position. Yeah. Someone from across town who you know, who's been yeah. at this other business, other's practice for a while, applies for your job and you're like, oh, this is yeah. weird. Yeah. Then you, you have a conversation with them and they were, whatever they told you, were like, I just need a new job and you make an offer to them and then the owners of that practice call you yes and and their intention was we're looking to sell yes exactly um and that's awesome like dude just (laughs) just the domino just started falling it's crazy
1: right yeah yeah i I definitely feel like sometimes you track the right um experiences and opportunities Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in the right mindset to do that right Right. Uh, and they're great people too uh highly respect uh, the sellers uh, Mm um and they set up uh, a really great opportunity for us. And I'm actually, now that we're about six weeks into it, uh, just really appreciating the the acumen that uh, one of the partners had um, in marketing. I was like, wow, this yeah. is amazing what he put together. So I need to give him credit.
0: That's awesome. So um, let's kind of unpack that a little bit. I think, um, what's my first question? Was the reason he was looking for a new job because they knew that he wanted to sell?
1: or do you, do you no. have any idea like I actually um uh bottom line is I think that uh there are a lot of different reasons and ones I really can't share yeah. but uh yeah. basically what it, it became a point where maybe it wasn't the right as as much of the right fit as they were hoping for right in different ways yeah. um they're, they're great terms. There was yeah. no like an there or anything.
0: Yeah. So I am not sure if, like, you know, like, I'm just thinking, like, well, maybe they were like, hey, we're trying to sell. And he was like, all right, I know I'm not going to last oh, here for never, very long. I need to go it. somewhere
1: else. Yeah. Yeah. That really wasn't part of the yeah. equation. Actually. Were I those two know.
0: things? Did, so did did he apply and they contact you? Were those just completely separate events?
1: Uh, He had applied and then they had contacted me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so did they stopped. know he had
0: applied? I guess, did they know he had applied? I think he had to tell okay. them.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, he gave them people notice of course, but yeah. during that time frame that's when the sellers had approached me. Yeah. Okay.
0: And when they approached you, what was the initial like what was the initial offer?
1: Um it was uh as far as like the uh
0: Yeah, I mean, were they like would you well, there's two parts to it. Were, yeah. Did they say would you consider buying our practice or were they like yeah. hey, we're getting out of this, would you consider doing this? Uh, yeah, they
1: actually have said, listen, um, you're probably one of the few people that we know could take this business to mm. a different level, mm-hmm. um, and, they, and they really trust that you can do that, and this has been our baby for the last few years. We'd yeah. like to put this in someone's hands that we can trust. And I was, I was really honored and touched, yeah. to be honest, and yeah. grateful for that.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, what? how long ago was that? How many months ago? Wait, that was back in,
1: I want to say July, August, Aaron. Okay. That's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you're just now, I think January 1st ish was the handover something around. The handover there? was December actually. December. And
1: this is now our yes, yeah, so our sixth week into yeah. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that was like a five month tr- process.
1: It was. And and typically um, from what I understand now from our uh, our MA consultant, yeah. um, it can be upwards of six months to a year. Yeah. Um, ours actually, it was surprising, even though the deal was not as great as doing a multi-site purchase, for example, uh because it was my first time doing it i really needed to be dive um, into learning more about it mm-hmm. and I, I probably for a few months slowed the process down just because yeah. i was like i just want to be certain that i'm making the right choice because it is risking my other practice too by right. putting in money to make this happen
0: right well i can say and point this out to everyone if you've been living in raleigh for yeah. a year two years and your practice is yeah. still running and profitable you're not, what you're not risking is that that practice is going to go like to the dumps, The point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause a lot of people would risk that we're going out of town for two weeks.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's <laughs> <good point. laughs> no. You're rid- I people... mean, you
0: are risking it by expanding too fast and, and taking yeah. your eye off the ball and not having the right, right team members and the cultures being mixed. But I yeah. just want to lay that point out. Like you've been away from that business, which a lot of people can't do for more than two weeks.
1: You're absolutely right. Right. Um, I think uh, to tag on to that point, the um, uh, I guess the because of the uncertainty of COVID. Yeah, I was not sure because we had. I mean, the year before it was definitely rough. Uh, don't get me wrong, and it was uh, it was definitely hard on my team. Mm-hmm. Even though right. we had um, muster to get through that, I was like, you know, you just don't know what could happen. And so yeah. I think that outer exterior uncertainty from Aaron, was a factor in making yeah. me kind of like consider it, reconsider it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do, yeah dude we're still like recovering from like physically financially emotionally like team oh, yeah. you know like we're just like <laughs> we're all like scarred from like what you know the things that we all had to, to deal with and do oh, yeah you had and, a know lot some to- of the yeah. things that i miscommunicated to the, you know like <laughs> i'm still like eating it you know <laughs> oh, i'm like well i had to let you know it was sink or swim time and you know yeah. they're like still you know so it's it, oh, it was a tough so, two years i can see why you yeah. would want to slow that down and yeah. especially if it wasn't part of the plan. Exactly. So what was it that made it like work? And you were like, this is a no brainer, I have to do this. Yeah,
1: I think it was uh, the a couple of things. Um, it was the way that the lease was set up. It was also the way that systems and processes were already set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, their main PT was very strong PT. And mm-hmm. uh, their front desk, who is now our, uh, one of our managers now uh, she was a, an amazing find and her role and managing that office also was really key in this. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if any of those variables were taken out, Aaron, I don't think we would have actually worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was the, so it was the systems like yeah. marketing or operations, both mm-hmm. both Okay, sure. and their sales process. Yeah. They had a sales process and then yeah. they also had a, like a practice manager and an like administrative manager, like operations manager that were exactly yeah yeah very how high many, level
1: how many pts in uh the, the one main pt and the owner uh one of yeah. the owners okay. and uh so the main PT is will we acquired along with okay. the uh, office manager as well
0: okay got it was there anything else when you're looking at this business when you're what was the were there one or two things specifically that you're like that thing is valuable that's what's gonna pay the rent and bring in the money and i know that if i just tweak you know this it'll
1: be beneficial yeah. to me yeah I think the location, for sure, being in um, uh, Montclair, New Jersey, it's a very good area as far as opportunity goes. And I would say, uh, again, more the systems and also the uh, the hires. Yeah. So uh, seeing the level that uh, the main PT could actually sell as well, yeah. huge. I mean, he was very well trained by the owner. So uh, yeah. just seeing his potential, like we can actually we have the potential to make back on this sooner than later if we Lead him and manage the team in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. think one of
0: the things that I think about, like, you know, and I have not acquired another uh, clinic. I've acquired a couple yeah. other like uh, assets and properties and oh, and cool. and, yeah. and like a internet like a website, a PT directory, like everypt.com. Oh, yeah. I acquired that this last year. I haven't really announced oh. or talked about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you really probably cool. are on every. P- are you on every PT? you I, sure. I think i am actually <laughs> yeah it's like a really old website you know um and they you know put a, put most of us on there from yeah. ages ago i mean i'm on there from 2008. Oh, wow. um you know but when i look at you know i've had a couple people ask me like aaron you know if i'm looking at a practice what do you think is most valuable and i know what that answer is and for me it's like it's good to hear that it's the location and the systems they've set up i almost look at it and say what's the marketing like what's the revenue right not just the accounts receivable through yeah. insurance, but how many new patients come in a month that aren't attached to the owner? Yeah, Would you exactly. agree with that?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because the revenue for sure was a big part of it as well, uh, the potential for gender and seeing the financials too, saying, yeah. well, this definitely it's is a, uh, a business that can thrive uh, with yeah. the right input. And uh, the owner being uh, where she was, uh, she actually has been stepping away and seeing that the main PT uh, was able to handle it, and and she was away from it was yeah. also a big uh, factor yeah. in this year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. What um what were kind of the stumbling blocks or challenge, big challenges you had to
1: kind of overcome? Oh boy, um, a lot of it was <laughs> my uncertainty. <Yeah. laughs> okay. and then you know how it is with any kind of um, landlord. And landlord was great, by the way. But um, you know there are questions that come up, and maybe some areas where we weren't necessarily aligned, but we worked through those together. worked out but that took some time to going back Mm -hmm. and forth to make sure that we're on the same page yeah um after that i think it became like um the valuation was a little bit challenging too aaron and you know uh, again uh, credit to the sellers they put together great business uh, but because they only have been in business at this location for a short period of time uh the uh, value of the practice could have been a lot higher but it, it was at a level that was actually below that we both expected Mm-hmm. So as a courtesy, I, I just I took the the numbers that we had in the financials and I did two more valuations on it to make sure that they were getting a fair deal. And um, I said, listen, guys, after all the valuations we did, based on what we're seeing, the value of it today it's X. And are you still okay with that? Because if you want to wait, I'm more than happy to do that. But they really wanted to let it go at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, got it. Oh, that's oh, awesome. So you had yeah. like three different like independent companies yes. come in and do a full valuation of the business based on right. their assets, financials,
1: yes. income, was, all that stuff. It wasn't cheap, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I bet. But, um, and, it, and it can take a while too,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the
1: good thing is that once they, they all came around the same sort of ballpark range, mm-hmm. and so I was okay, so I, I'm i you know going this, not feeling like I'm trying to stiff somebody, and I really right. did my due diligence to make sure that they were getting the best deal at that time.
0: Yeah. Was the first offer that they like? Who made the first? I want to know who made the first offer. Who threw out the number first? Was it were they like, hey, this is what we want, or were you like, hey, this is what I'll take for it?
1: Uh, I said I, to, I, I actually came with the first number. And said, hey, this yeah. is the range that I found. Um, mm-hmm. of, again, from two other, three other valuations. Yeah. What do you guys think? And yeah. um, you know, they, they were, I guess, at the time okay with it because it was like, okay, well, if that means we can get out sooner than we can right. go ahead with that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So one of the benefits to them was. Getting it sounds like they wanted to get the deal done rather than drag it out, and they found someone they trusted, and that was worth a lot to them.
1: Exactly, which I know that uh, for them at times it was definitely frustrating because they they wanted to uh, because they yeah. thought you know it's not you know it's not not, not make a mega deal, and I yeah. thought well, that, that's true, but I just want to make sure, got to make sure, got to make sure I'm learning what I, what it's all about. So yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Now, okay, uh, now you make this deal, you have to meet with your lawyers right yeah. sign a contract go back and forth a bunch of times yeah now is this something that you go and get a loan from from the bank to pay for or are you like are they doing some kind of financing piece to it or still working there like what are some of those details of how this works
1: yeah uh there are a couple ways can go about it the way that we chose to go with was getting you could have taken a business loan uh we actually happen to have a line of credit available mm-hmm. for our existing practice so we use that instead okay uh, so we had enough in there to be able to uh, purchase it for practice.
0: Yeah, and you do like a one lump sum and then now you pay yeah. back to the line of credit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. think that's one thing that my uh, accountant advised me to do a few years ago was yeah. open a line of credit for your business even if you don't need it.
1: That's exactly what I, advice I got too. So I'm glad yeah. it was there actually. Yeah.
0: Of- <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Cause now you don't have to go get a new loan. You've got like a chunk of change you can spend, yeah. you know, exactly. whenever you need it. Yeah, and yeah. it's actually Mine are pretty good rates compared to like a mortgage, exactly. like, yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might. I think it's like it's probably a little bit more than I could get a mortgage like in the last few years, but right. it's not much more, and the speed at which I can get it, and I don't have to have approval. Genius. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That was actually I I got that actually believe it or not during the pandemic because I was afraid of what could happen. But I'm so glad I set it up back then.
0: Yeah, I think I got mine right before the pandemic, and I certainly used them. You know, you know, Um, (laughs) it was funny though. uh, I got them, and I got more for the I got more for the clinic than I did for my coaching business. I got one for each, but you know, yeah, which is but that it's because the clinic's been in business longer. You know i thought you were
1: coaching much longer than your uh I, around the same time i have
0: but it wasn't a separate official business until oh, 2019 i hadn't split the two That's you same. know early on like it was also one of those things where i wasn't like i didn't open my coaching business say, hey right. i'm gonna do a million dollars my coaching business let me do i was just like i just added it into labauer pt yeah and um and then i split it and then i was like okay let me get a line of and those was, that was I can't remember when that maybe it was 2018 and then yeah. it was a year or two later i got the line of credit <clears throat> and it uh-huh. was like i was like you know they, they both i mean i think even the coaching might generate a little bit more yeah. revenue than the clinic and i was yeah. like but based on it wasn't based on revenue it was based on length of time
1: and oh i see that's uh good to know actually <laughs>
0: yeah so you might even say if anyone has one like i, I should probably go back to the coaching consulting one say hey can you give me more because I've been in business for another two years exactly yeah yeah you know and and get them really good at it so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's uh you know so it's interesting but I think just the whole point is is anyone listening if you have a business that's been around for a few years open a line of credit even if you don't need it because you never know when when it'll come in handy dude that's awesome I mean that's a decision that you made that like you know huge benefit you know you probably didn't even know what it was was going to come around so um, okay. So Jerry, now you own two practices. You yep. don't live anywhere. You don't live within a hundred miles of either, <laughs> That's absolutely <leisure. laughs> um, is the plan forward to, are you rebranding the new location next level? Or are you going to keep them separate? How is that going to work? Uh, one thing that was
1: advised to me by, uh, several of our, uh, experts were, was, um, uh, making sure that you wait at least six months before you make that change because yeah. the, the clients, you know, typically people don't like change. So when they think, you know, see different painting or, you know, different kind of logos that can sort of like make people uneasy. And what we decided to do was actually keep the name, um, which is, it's called adapt Mm -hmm. and we have it now as adapt powered by next level. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, (laughs) that's great. So it'll be like this little, if if you do change any of the branding, it'll kind of like this be this slow kind of merge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. That's really great what um what are you most excited about with this like what's the you know like i mean i know you're in still in the middle of it you're you know but what's what's to you um been like the biggest uh advantage of of adding of expanding by acquiring rather than building
1: yeah so i'm glad you asked that so i think it's one of the questions you have to ask yourself if you're looking to acquire practice is what is this going to benefit uh, is it going to benefit your practice that's existing already or Mm -hmm you know, is there a niche or some sort of business model that will make or enhance your existing practice where you can sort of integrate some practices and make it better for everybody. And the fact that they were 100% cash-based from the get-go, the way they had set it up, as I said before, uh, for me, I'm excited to see the potential in maximizing what we can from that practice and really building up the team over there to do that as well. Even just learning what they did um, on the back end, as far as their digital marketing and their sales process has already enhanced my practice in in Wilco Flake. So everybody's up right now and hopefully we get out of this COVID slump and we move forward in steady fashion, but uh, that's what I'm most excited about. And also really excited about integrating two different teams. Um, We made it like we really sat down with uh, the two uh, uh, staff that we hired And make sure that they were gonna be right fit for our culture. Mm -hmm. And they've really, really, uh, uh, I'd say, exceeded our expectations, if you will. And so I'm excited to see how we can really learn and grow together as two different teams. Dude, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Do you think, um, like, let's say someone came along tomorrow and was like, hey, Jerry, you know, I heard you on Aaron's podcast. I got a business and it's awesome. You should buy it. Like, are you even in the mode to consider that? Or are you thinking, like, I'll acquire next again or I'll build next, you know, where are you already? Yeah, you know, it's funny,
1: um, I'm looking now because I didn't consider before at both possibilities. And I would say that and this is actually for any listeners out there, um, it's much easier to or simpler, I should say, not necessarily easy, simpler to acquire a cash based practice than it is to acquire one that is mixed with insurance and Medicare. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more um, paperwork that has to happen, a lot more transition time. So I would say that I would want to create a niche where I'm only looking at cash-based practices um, mm-hmm. as a potential.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a huge, that's a huge point. So, you know, where you don't have to change the credentialing for Medicare and all the exactly. re-sign insurance contracts and even get a yeah. worse deal. <happen>.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say that um, you know, as long as that, I would say more than anything, what I've found to be the most important factor in making the, an acquisition happen, Aaron, is making yeah. sure that the people that you're looking to acquire are definitely a part of your culture. Because mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. not on the same page about things, it's going to make it. You rather then it's probably better off you're better off like doing your own thing yeah. than running a smaller office. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: build, and even building it from the from scratch, yes. Installing your own culture and systems. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. For sure. Um, all right. That's, that's amazing. Anything else like that we missed in this, uh, kind of like acquisition piece that you think would be important for people to know? Um, I would
1: say that, um, again, be very clear on your why, uh, make sure that you have the right support behind you. So, uh, I made it my business to find, um, the right MA consultant. And by the way, I want to give, um, some props to, uh, Mike and uh, Jim over at 8150 advisors it mm-hmm. uh, really helped me through this um, as far as the acquisition piece very uh, important um, having the right transaction lawyer so you don't want just your general attorney you need somebody who does this specifically
0: yeah
1: um and having our, our cfo and cpa were very pivotal in making sure that their financials were where we thought they were yeah. um but having that team and also making sure that you have the right support team from your existing staff because this is a good burden on them as well and so i you know it's funny the night before we made the purchase i was like i was having cold feet yeah. And I sat it. down with um, Yvonne, James, John, and Dave. I was like, are we doing the right thing? <laughs> and um, after that conversation, I felt the conviction that we are making the right decision. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. So the team <laughs> is,
0: your team is like the biggest kind of factor. It oh my God, like. massive. Yeah. Uh, I could not be
1: doing and planning what I'm doing right now, Aaron, without them. Yeah. And so I invest as much as I can to them, as much as they have cared um, about my business. I want to make sure that they are taken care of.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's so yeah. awesome, dude. I got like a million other questions, but we're kind of running out of time. We're yeah, running out yeah. of time. Um, That's so awesome, Jerry. There's a lot of lessons to learn from this. Um, yeah, thank you. If you know there, there are a lot of people who are you know either in school graduating or you know just getting started in business. Listening, what are um, two or three pieces of advice uh, or takeaways you have uh, to pass on to them?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, the first thing, if I were to do it over again, I would have hired a coach first. Uh, cause I really had no clue going into this, but, um, meeting people like you, Aaron, and also people like Paul really yeah. helped to change my mindset and also to help me see my business differently. And then surrounding yourselves with other business owners, because along the way, you're going to hit a lot of valleys, uh, the people that you think will be there for you, like your friends and family, yeah, they'll be there for you, but they're not going to understand the storm inside your mind, if you will. Right. And you've got to be with people who understand that and can walk you through that and say, Hey, I've been there. Let's, let's talk this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, very key and understanding that, you know, when you go through those valleys and we all do no matter how long we've been in business, um, those dark nights of the soul, you will definitely gain the resilience that you need if you keep sticking, sticking it out. But again, having that support, very, very important.
0: Yeah. No, that's incredible. Yeah. I think my, my, my cousin, Scott is the only, not the only but the one of my older cousins my only other cousin who really is an entrepreneur and i wouldn't say he's doing the same thing but he owns his own um life insurance like business he's part of like one of the bigger ones so he's kind of an entrepreneur kind of different but he was telling he's the first to tell me aaron this is like floating in the ocean you're gonna go up and you're gonna go down and you just gotta go you you gotta ride the wave you can't get worried when you're at the bottom
1: you know? it's hard not to but you're absolutely right i agree yeah. with
0: that you know and i was like yeah. oh. but it was but yeah like what you said like there are people in your friends and family who won't get it and i got family members who just don't get it they you won't. know oh and i can't yeah. talk to i can't really talk to them about
1: business because absolutely and it gets really well to attempts, right, right? Like, well i can't talk to the people around me who are closest to me because they just they won't understand
0: yeah yeah, and it's, um, so that's why it is important to have those people uh, who yeah. do understand, and you can talk to, you know, about, you know, your finances and your, your problems and things, and they're not like, they're like, yeah, I totally get it. They're not like, oh my God, you spent that, how much money it on happened. what? And you're like, yeah, but, but <laughs> you manage a, a million dollar thing, <laughs> like, yeah, but it's different exactly. money, you know, they don't say <laughs> it the same way. <laughs> you don't say it the same way, right? <laughs> you know, so, um, dude, that's so awesome. Um, if someone wants to uh get in touch with you, Jerry, or even like internet stalk your your clinic just yes. to see what you're doing over there, yeah. where can they find you online?
1: Uh so on social media, uh, so on Instagram, um at tryjerrydpt. Uh we'd be my personal Instagram. Um our business would be at uh next level physio and at adapt pt and j, I think are yeah. handles for Instagram. And for Facebook, uh find uh next level physio. Yeah, awesome. that's, yes yeah. yeah,
0: that's right. That's great. Oh yeah, and and by the way, Jerry also like does triathlons and rides bikes. And yes, stuff. exactly. Let's try Jerry DPT. Yeah. yeah. Are um, you have
1: anything you're training for this year? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, I'm trying to qualify for nationals again. Uh, there's a race actually at Beaver Dam, uh, not okay. far uh, from here in North Carolina. So I'm hoping from there we'll qualify for uh, championships later this summer.
0: That's awesome. What distance? Uh, that is Olympic. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. My yeah. brother's got me training for a 100-mile gravel ride in November. Is that
1: right? oh, <laughs> yeah. man. That's my next purchase—a gravel bike, actually. Help yeah. Help <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. I've done two oh. rides so far this year. I just have to do, I pretty much have to do one ride a week because I've yeah. been I've raced bikes for a long time. I just have to do yeah, one so ride a be- week and uh, at least one ride over four hours, uh, probably per month. You know, oh, wow. and, and I'll—it'll be the longest I'll ever be on a bike. I think 100 miles. Wow. I, he's like, you could, do Aaron, you got 10 hours. You can finish.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's
0: great uh, so it'll be awesome dude thanks so much for coming on the show uh, this was a lot of fun
1: Aaron, thanks for having me I appreciate it yeah absolutely
0: well um hey guys this is uh Aaron and jerry for the cash pg lunch hour um embrace your visionary status go find other people in your team to implement your plan and go like create some amazing jobs and crush it we'll see you on the next show thanks yeah. Hey, what's up, it's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice, or you already have one, and you wanna learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint. Because I wanna get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there, I wanna give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com, that's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com, and we you get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.